Hi, and welcome back to the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lady. I'm a freelance digital marketer and advocate for continued learning and self-development. This podcast is for anyone looking to learn from their peers about the lessons and growth from vulnerabilities, struggles, and adversities they faced in life. Today's episode is with an independent graphic designer and art director in Sacramento, California. She's passionate about making her community a better and more beautiful place through meaningful relationships and polished design. Her multidisciplinary practice keeps her on her toes. She loves her work with agency, nonprofit, and biz small business partners. When she's not hunkered behind her laptop, she's recreating great British Bake Off masterpieces at home, walking her pup to the local brewery, and binging all the horror movies she can find on Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, your guest, Megan Smith. Megan, how's it going? I'm great, Matt. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It is Monday and uh, doing all right. Got a workout in. Um, how are you well, doing? Where are you calling in from? <laughs> um, I'm calling in from Sacramento, California. Awesome. And that's where we met yes, in SAC. Sure. We were uh, working together at an agency and you're a contractor. And then we finally met after a year or so of working oh gosh, together. More than a year. Yeah. Via email and phone calls. Mm -hmm. And then... You're like, oh, you're Megan. Oh, you're bad. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, so are you from Sacramento, though? Is he, were you born and raised? I was. Um, yeah, born and raised in Sacramento. Um, I I lived in Germany for a minute. I. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, I, Ger Germany? I, yeah. Just just a quick, quick little minute. But. Uh, <laughs> okay. How was that? I mean, it was it was a real big growing experience for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It. It. The travel bug bit me when I was there. So I've, my husband and I, we try to take a, try to take an international trip every year now. And it's every year. We try. We That's try. A good goal. That's a good goal. I like yeah. it. Um, so born and raised in Sacramento. Um, been here my whole life. Um, we live in a suburb of Sacramento called Woodland right now. Um, yeah, just living life. Got, got a couple of fur babies and just doing my thing. A couple of fur babies. So cats, dogs, both? One dog and one cat. So um, the cat is bigger than the dog. She <laughs> <laughs> so she she runs the house. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard that story a few times. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you, we met uh, in person for the first time after working together for a long time um, at a design um, design event kind of meetup group, mm -hmm. community kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, where you were the guest guest host, guest speaker, yeah, something like that, something like that, yeah, and you got to share um, your trials and tribulations and lessons learned um, about your career, your uh, ups and downs, your interests, and what led you to this point. Um, and I had that in the back of my mind for the last few months when I was. Um, coming up with this podcast. So I'm glad to have you on. Um, so you went to college at Sac State, but mm -hmm. you didn't, did you start there or did you go to community college? Oh boy. Um, I went to community college first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I originally wanted to go to school in New York City, like every young artist does. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, I was accepted into the School of Visual Arts, which was a really big deal for me. Um, but boy, you know what? College is expensive. Uh, so, so I took a took a different little detour there and went. Um, yeah, I went to a community college here, and then 
yeah, spent a couple years there um, on and off um, working, you know, that whole thing. And then transferred to Sac State and graduated from Sac State in a year and a half. So when you're in community college and even before community college, did you know exactly like this is this is what I want to do? This is my dream career job. Or did you kind of have to figure that out? Um, I think a little bit of both. It's I when I was in high school, I was. I was always like the, this is going to sound a little silly, but I was always like the best dressed girl. And so everybody was like, oh, Megan's going into fashion. Like, of course she is. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. And so so I was, and so I wanted to go to school for um, fashion merchandising. Um, I, 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 to be honest, I can't quite remember what, what got me off of that path, but um I became a the graphic designer for my high school's newspaper, um, just kind of on a whim. And I had a friend who kind of encouraged me to do that and pushed me into that. And so, um, I mean, I guess that maybe that was the turning point is that I realized, okay, maybe this is kind of cool. And like, I'm, I'm good at this. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I had downloaded, well, um, we'll do quote unquote downloaded Photoshop when I was, uh, when I was like 16 or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and ever since then, yeah, I've just been kind of tinkering and I've, I've really learned it, learned it all myself. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Self, so self-taught graphic design, um, art illustrations. And so from community college, you went to Sac State. So you went to Sac State, but didn't have a design. Uh, no. It was not for design, right? No, I did not study design. I studied, I studied communications. Um, I, I wanted. I want to say I have a a concentration in international communications, but I mean, I really don't know. Is it behind you? It is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, That's so <laughs> it's on the. It's on there. It's on. It's something. Okay, so yeah. communications. The main point was not graphic design. So Correct. Correct. you, I, if I recall, you're like, yeah, I was in community college for a few years. I just want to get through college and kind of move on. Yeah. So communications was one of the degrees that you could do that. Yeah, kind of. And I, I felt that like it would, that it would help me moving forward um, to have kind of a, kind of an all encompassing degree Mm -hmm. rather than just design. Um, As I learned later, I'm not sure that either one of them would have helped me so much. Um, I've been, I've been working in design for, I mean, I, the way I bill it now, I've been, I've been working in it for a decade. Um, I've been professionally doing it. I mean, obviously I've gotten a lot better since, since right. I first started, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's, I, when I was in college, oh, actually before I was even started college, I, uh, I kind of created my own little internship at a, at Sacramento magazine mm. here in town. Um, they had, they had a kind of pseudo internship program um, that I, came a knock in and and they said, okay, yeah, let's do it. So that was when, that was when I was about 19. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've been, so what'd you, yeah. What'd you do for SAC mag? Um, I was, I was a graphic design intern for Sacramento magazine. And then I believe they still have this offshoot magazine, but at the time I was also a kind of an art direction intern for our wedding magazine. And while I was there, um, I was I was able to kind of co-art direct this really 
huge, amazing shoot um, at at a a really beautiful wedding venue here called Grand Island Mansion, um, and it was all Alice in Wonderland themed, and it was just it was so, for lack of a better word, grand, and uh, it was it was really really cool, and that was a huge learning experience for me, and it was very hands on. There was a couple like, you know. 12 hour days that I would spend on set. And so that was, that was neat. And that kind of, I feel like that started to push me in more into the art direction role of like, okay, I like maybe doing things like on a bigger scale. Like I like getting down in the trenches and, you know, manipulating design and things like that. But maybe, but maybe I want to be like the thinker behind it, you know? Definitely. And to get that experience at such an early age Mm -hmm. and before you even like we're finished with college or even started depending on the timeline, yeah. maybe just in community college at that point. It's just like, that's really cool. And like, like you said, it kind of shifted your thinking or even opened that route up too. So you're not just doing like graphic design and flyers and ads and newspapers and websites. So like, you're like art direction too, where it's like the step back of like the concept yeah. or even like uh, this is for a, uh, event and a shoot so mm-hmm. it's like totally you're not at a computer designing thing like, yeah yeah so that's that's really interesting you got that opportunity early yeah. on yeah I think it's important for young designers and things and young creatives to really kind of step outside and explore kind of um you know auxiliary avenues so it's like even though I am I am at the core a graphic designer it's it's cool to be able to go to set and you know figure these things out so yeah, I think it's important to explore all the little avenues. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then you uh, had that internship at Sacramento Magazine. You got experience with that shoot for the art direction a little bit too. Um, what was like your next couple jobs or internships that you had in college or right after? Um, let's see. When I was in college, I mostly just had, I mostly was just in college. I mean, I was doing, I was working with kids for a long time. I worked in parks and recreation, um, for, for quite a while. Um, but after that I was, I was in college and I came back to Sacramento magazine. Actually, um, they had a, they had a job opening and I felt, I felt totally unqualified at this point. I was Oh gosh. Um, I was probably like 22. Yeah, probably 22. Um, and I was still in college. Like I, I felt like I didn't have a lot of design experience. Um, but I saw the job posting and I was like, "Eh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try. Let's, let's see. Mm -hmm. Um, so I applied and I was brought in for, for an interview, which was surprising in and of itself. Um, and I ended up not getting, not getting the job immediately. Um, they, you know, they turned me down. They went with another candidate, which is, you know, fine. Like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't expect to get it anyway, but funny how things happen is that it, it didn't work out with that, with that first person. And they called me a couple months later and said, Hey, are you still interested? And I said, Oh yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I worked there for, I want to say probably about a year and a half. Um, so at that point, I was uh, I was one of two graphic designers at Sacramento Magazine. So I was working part time there. I was taking I was taking twenty three units at Sac State. I was just I would I would like I would go to school in the morning. 
leave leave school, go to Sac Mag, leave Sac Mag and go back to school and then sometimes go back to Sac Mag. And it's just like it's that's the kind of hustle that I think really uh kind of informed my work ethic today. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. Wow. That's that's impressive. Uh before we move on, is was working in Parks and Rec anything like the show? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a little bit. It was a little bit. And I was in the recreation side. So it was a little bit less bureaucratic, but mm-hmm. um definitely really goofy. And it was it was an absolute blast. It was it was so much fun for like a young 20 something to just go and, you know, play around all day basically. Yeah. And get paid, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, you're right. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> are you are you more like um like a Leslie or like um are you familiar with the show? Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah, am. yes. Okay. Uh, what character do you feel like you, if you had to like briefly explain or like decide? Hmm, I, think most that, I think that when I was, when I was working there, I was probably most like, um, uh, what is Chris Pratt's character? What is his? Andy. Andy. I think I was most like an Andy because I was working in the recreation side and I was like kind of with the kids all day. Um, so I, I, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm not even, awesome. I'm not even going to try to, to try yeah. to qualify that. I was a cool. <laughs> Good. Um, I just got a f- off track on purpose. Uh, so <laughs> you got, you were at the Zach mag again, work was still working in college um, and 23 units, sometimes insane schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, what took you away from Sac Mag? Was it a new opportunity? Was it just you wanted to try something new? You graduated college? Um, well, I was actually laid off. Um, so there there was a really beautiful silver lining in that. Um, it was there were absolutely no hard feelings. It was it was budget cuts and these things happen. Um, but I was unexpectedly laid off. I did not see it coming. Um, and so that was kind of my first like real breakout moment. Like, oh my gosh, maybe things like aren't always going to go according to plan. And like, I can't, I can't just totally rely on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of just, I, I just focused on finishing up school. And I, at that point I had about uh, probably about a semester left. So it wasn't, it wasn't a lot, but um, just put, you know, nose to the grindstone with that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a blessing in disguise for sure. Um, it was, it was a wonderful time working at Sacramento magazine, but, um, you know, it was time to move on. Right. Right. So you, that next semester you finish, you graduate mm-hmm. stingers up. I graduated from stingers as well. <laughs> yeah. So then you graduate and then what's next? Do you have any plans? Did you go travel? Do you take a little break? Did you just kind of like, um, what'd you do? Well, I was being the, you know, absolute control freak that I am. I was, I was just kind of like spinning my wheels, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, so I, I went job hunting. Um, I had at this point, I I felt like I had like a good amount of, um, professional design experience under my belt. Mm -hmm. So I went job hunting and I landed at a, at a job straight out of college, um, at a, well, we'll call it, we'll call it a, um, a design firm. Um, I think that's a pretty, a pretty loose explanation, but, uh, that's, you know, that's what it was billed as. Um, so ended up there and 
boy, that was, that was an experience. That was, that was not, not a great time. Um, it was, I learned that sometimes, sometimes companies will take advantage of, um, straight out of college, uh, workers, underpay them, overwork them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'm sure that you have, you've learned that and a lot of your listeners have learned that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. it's yeah. So sometimes, you know, that happens, but you have to, you have to recognize it and recognize your own self-worth. And I mean, above all, honestly, like your mental health and the, and the toll it's taking on your life and, um, and choose to, to call it when enough is enough. So, um, in my case, enough was enough in about two weeks. Um, I knew it was, I knew it wasn't a fit. It was, it was, I mean, it wasn't like a a super hostile environment or anything. It was just, it was just not a fit. Um, so yeah, I was only there for about two weeks. Yeah. And so I think that's important because, um, I've talked to over 20 and helped mentor over 20, um, recent grads or in college students last year or two. And they're like, Oh, I need to like, I get this advice. I I have to stick with the job for a year or else it's going to look bad. And I keep telling them like, no, I think that's antiquated. I I think that's like old school, whatever, like times have changed. If you're not like ultimately happiness in your health is number one. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you know, after two weeks, why sacrifice that for 330 more days? Completely agree. I could not agree more. Yeah. And I'm glad so that I, I'm glad that you're having those conversations. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm glad you said it too. I'm like, I'm not the only one who thinks this, right? Like, no. <laughs> I feel like this is, this makes, co- it's a like common sense to me, but like yeah. they're hearing from counselors or professors or their parents or uh, even friends like this advice. And it's pretty right. common. And I think like there's some merit in sticking things out and working hard or trying to solve problems and showing you can do a job for a while. But if it's, if you know, in your heart and your mind, it's not a good fit, then mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. two weeks. Two like, weeks. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so did you give it two weeks or did um, you just kind of, I was, I mean, I was there for, for like about a week and a, and I started looking for other opportunities. Okay. Um, it was, I, I was, I was, I knew that it wasn't going to work out. Um, but I, I really like your point that, you know, you, there is a lot of merit in sticking things out. And I have, I mean, I'm like you said, I'm an independent designer and art director now. And it's, that has not been an easy road, but the fit is right. And so it's worth struggling for and worth working for and making sacrifices for. And this was not. So, um, yeah, I moved on and, uh, I was a, I was a temporary designer at a, uh, like a multinational real estate company here in Sacramento. Um, and that was, it was a very corporate job. It was, it was really nice. Like it was a, it was a great experience and stepping stone. Um, but, I'm just not like a, you know, a buttoned up kind of corporate person. Right. And so that's important as well. And I want to just touch on and clarify and and reiterate, and you can uh, keep going too, is that it's, you know, that's not the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. Like for some people, it could be the best fit ever for you and like the self-awareness to know that 
uh, both at the design job previously and then at the re- uh, real estate place. Like mm-hmm. that's great, and it could work for other people, but you you still knew for you. Mm-hmm. That one, I think, lasted longer than two weeks. It but, did, indeed. <laughs> so, but you still knew eventually, you're kind of like, oh, this is good for now. I'm still figuring it out. Or like, you learned over time, this isn't right for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's just um, another crucial point. Um, health and happiness and knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. So you lo- you learn more about yourself after this real estate job is what's next. Um, well, that was a that was a temporary job. Mm-hmm. Um, already so it was that kind of had its its timeline built in um so I was there for I want to say probably four months um and after that I decided to go full independent and just try it out I had um one kind of pseudo client um and and I thought well whatever let's let's see what happens and I mean what the worst that could happen is you know I had I had like a, a little bit of, of money saved up to to do it I wasn't like totally irresponsible about it but um you know worst that could happen is I take a couple months off and it doesn't work out and I find another job which I was gonna have to do anyway mm-hmm. so um yeah I I started I started doing independent design and um I just the biggest thing I learned from that is just, is just trusting yourself. And I, cause I worked at, I worked a couple of small, like kind of weird underpaid jobs. I mean, like we've, we've all had, we've all had those. We've all had like the weird things off Craigslist. It's like, is this person actually going to pay me? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, or, or, yeah. So I did a couple of those. Um, but you know, I, I started coming on with some, with some companies and more longer, longer term, um, like drawn out projects. And even though it was hard and like I said, underpaid at times, it was, I think sometimes those things are necessary. Um, yeah, you've just gotta, you just gotta do it. Especially when you're starting off on your own, kind of getting your own footing. Um, you have to eat shit before you can eat the caviar. No, or you're right. whatever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going through that myself too. So, uh, I know that sometimes, it's a, for me, it's as a newer freelancer and independent uh, worker, it's that I'm, va- I'm trying to balance the value of um, myself and my time and what I, because I, I have experience and I did great work with agencies and like past uh, companies, yeah. but char- like charging what I'm, I know I'm worth uh, and like versus Very. like, I'm, uh, versus I'm just starting off. I'm like, oh, I need to get like my own clients under my belt and more like evidence or portfolio or uh, yeah. project. So it's like this internal struggle I'm having. Um, yeah. So any, um, can you speak to that at all uh, when you were starting off? So w- I think it's really interesting that you brought that up, that you, that you feel, and I feel like a lot of people think that you need to have a lot of work under your belt and a lot of things to show for it before you start charging what you're worth. Um, and I agree to a point, but also there's this, there's this mindset when people are looking to pay for services or or even like clothes or shoes or anything like that. It's like, if it's more expensive, then it's gotta be better. So what I've found honestly is that I'm, I've been slowly raising my rates and I'm, I'm hitting a new kind of a kind of rate cycle for 2020. And I've found that I have more work than ever now. And now that I charge like a number that scares me, 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People look at it and say, oh, okay, well, she must know what she's doing, which is true. I yeah. do know what I'm doing. And so do you. Um, yep. Yep. And I think if you're confident in yourself um, and you know what you're worth, then I mean, obviously, like, don't don't go around charging a hundred bucks an hour if you have no experience. But it's I, I think that if you if you know what you're doing and you know, you know what you're doing, then other people are going to see that, too. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, I uh, I've been able to interact with uh, people at different community events or in organizations and. Um, talk to people from different agencies or different businesses or inter- just like Facebook groups online. I'm like, man, these people who don't know what they're talking about are charging way more than me. So I know what I'm talking about. And I'm charging way less. Yeah. I'm like why? Like they just believe in themselves or whatever it is. And they're getting more money than me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something I'm slowly just it's a hard transition to make. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's like that it's easy. You just you just email your clients and say, "Hey, I'm more expensive now." Like, no, that's not <laughs> that's it's not that easy. It's yeah. it keeps you up at night and it takes planning and I've taken workshops um about how to how to raise your rates and how to charge what you're worth. Um and it's a it's it's a whole journey. Um that's and my journey is definitely not done yet, but I am where right. I want to be right now. And mm-hmm. take it one step at a time. <laughs> Definitely. That's that's awesome. Um, so we started working together a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the, let's just say it's been about three years because I think it's, that's, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Right. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest difference from three years ago, Megan, to like today? Oh, Personally or professionally, or it can be a little mix of both. That's a very good question. Um, so I'd say a little mix of both, and it kind of it kind of bleeds into both. I'm just so much more confident and self assured now. Um, I I think that I mean it sort of ties in with the charging what you're worth is that um, I realize and I'm willing to accept that I'm good at what I do, um, and. I, that exudes into other parts of my life, um, my, you know, relationships with family, friends, um, my husband, and, you know, it's the confidence comes from really knowing, knowing that you're, that you're worth it. And, <laughs> um, yeah. and I, that's, that's come some from external feedback. Um, but really, it just, you just have to keep kicking yourself in the butt and saying no you are good <laughs> you're doing yeah. a good job so right because I, I believe it now that's the biggest difference yes that's huge ah uh, oh man um because a lot of times i can speak for myself and probably others but i don't like doing that but most of the time we stop ourselves from doing things mm-hmm. a lot of times sure there are times where the sack mag, like you literally got laid off. Like right. you didn't stop yourself from that. <laughs> like there are times where that happens, but the difference between me charging price A and price B is me. I get to say it. Um, and if it doesn't, the client's budget doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Right. Um, and there's some importance of like, I need some money to live. Um <laughs> Are you so, sure? I don't know about. I think money, <laughs> money is all like somewhat necessary. Okay. Um, I wish I could just go to like my five Monopoly boxes and just, like, <laughs> pull some money uh, out. But yeah. Um, 
so that's still a struggle for me too, just starting off as well. Um, figuring that out of like, I need money, but how do I like continue to keep that in my mind of like, just say the larger number that you know you can get because you've okay. gotten it before from other people. Yeah. So um, how have you gotten your clients? Like from starting off to the middle and like to now, like. Well, I, it's been kind of a snowball effect. Um, so um, the, the, uh, the agency that you and I work together at, um, I actually found that job listing for a freelancer on, um, oh gosh, one of the job board websites. Um, and that, that kind of just kicked it off. Um, and I feel like I, I built a lot of trust with, with them. And it's, it's a very reputable agency in the, in this, in the Sacramento region and and beyond now. But, um, I built a lot of trust with them and I started, you know, getting recommendations or I would work with clients, um, that, that they have contracted with. Um, I would do design for those clients and they'd say, Oh, Hey, like that actually, that, that works really well. Or like, that looks, that looks good. Or this person's really easy to work with. Um, and it just kind of goes from there. And, and I kind of hate giving that explanation for how do you get clients? Because everybody wants like the answer. They want like the key to, you know, building their, building their clientele and like, and having this steady stream of income. But I mean, truly, if there is a key, it's just, it's just building trust with the people that you work with and um, always being on the lookout for new opportunities because, I don't know if I, I, I believe, I believe some, some in luck, but I think most of it is just um, being ready for the opportunity when it comes. Right. So you're telling me there's no one way to get high paying clients I, without any work. <laughs> I hate, I hate to break it to you, but there is not, but that's actually kind of cool though. It's because it's, you know, Three, like you said, three years ago, Megan was desperate for that one way to get high paying clients. But there, the exciting part of it and and the sucky part of it is that there are a million ways, and mm-hmm. you have to you just have to find your own way. And right. but building your reputation reputation is the what is the way that worked for me. So I feel like it could work for a lot of other people as well. Awesome. Um, so some other things besides. Um, trust with clients and uh, just doing good work and being on time and delivering things on time mm-hmm. um, and to the budget that you agreed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it for you is it also, have you found success with like meetup groups or job sites, like you said, or is it like, how have you continued to open the funnel of your potential clients or has it mostly just been, from word of mouth and referral? Um, I think it's been, I think it's been a little bit of a mix. Um, this year specifically in 2019, it was, it was a goal of mine to have more face-to-face meetings. Um, not necessarily professional meetings, but, um, meet more people in the design community. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been, that's been really interesting. And I don't know if it's led to a lot of work, but it's led to a lot of camaraderie, which I think is so important, especially when you work for yourself, because you get to be in your own little bubble and, yeah. you know, you just kind of, you know, spin your wheels and you don't know what's working or what's not if you don't bounce it off, of, uh, bounce ideas off other people. But um, 
to answer your question, it's been, I would say mostly, mostly word of mouth. Um, but it really is, it's so important to get out into the community. And I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this with you right now if I wouldn't have, you know, reached out to SAC Desco, shout out, if they, um, and done the, done a talk with them. So, and you and I would have never gotten to meet face to face. Um, yep. so I, I do think that's really important, whether, whether it translates directly to dollars and cents or if it's just, you know, community building. Um, I think both establishing re- your reputation and your trust with your clients so you can have word of mouth and also having, you, you know, your people to fall back on is they're both really, really important in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Because um, it's not dollars and cents necessarily um, for you that we're doing this right now. Like I don't get paid from this. You don't get paid, totally. from this, but, but you're sharing our experiences and your experience and your story and your struggles and people, other people can learn from it and you'll either never meet them or they'll someday 10 years from now, Megan, I listened to your episode <laughs> on the relatively vulnerable podcast. You changed my life. <laughs> yeah. You changed my life. And like, there's no dollar you can put to that. Right. So like, yeah. so it's just kind of interesting. Uh, perspective totally um and if the more people you do meet the more referral like even though it's not immediate like anytime i have i have new clients i think and you're on my short list of designers i'm like if i need design work like this is who i can go to and talk to right so um that we don't yeah exactly that community that community is so important just i mean whether whether it is just like sitting down with your friend over a beer and being like, Hey, just like this stuff really sucks right now. Like, and only you understand, but it can also be like, like you said, like a short list of people, like if I need a digital marketer, like, Hey, Matt ladies here. And it's, it's, it's really good to know that, that there's that community and web behind you because each of us as independent workers, we all have our expertise. And uh, I've recently been recently been contracting out some of my, some of the, you know, the, the things that I'm not an expert in and it's been, it's been really cool. It's, it's fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Community, community awesome. is great. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we kind of alluded to it, both of us, I think, but, uh, to just clearly say when you work for yourself and you work from home most of the time, it's not the same as going to the office and seeing oh people gosh. and talking with people, right? Like yeah. completely different. So, have you run into any problems or challenges with that, like working from home? Um, I think that what I've run into is for a while I was I didn't understand that there are like slow periods in freelancing and working for yourself. And I really, I really got in my head about it. Mm. And it was, it was, that was a tough, that was a really tough time. Like I said, there was, it's not been smooth sailing by any means. But um, and until I sat down with a colleague who I've since become close with and um, she told me, okay, yeah, no, listen, like January and February, they're slow every year. Like I plan for it every year. Like, don't freak out. Your business is not dead. You're not going to go hungry. Everything's going to be okay. And then you just, you create these scenarios in your head, but you have nothing to, you know, reference it against until until you talk to somebody and they're like you know they tell you they tell you everything's okay and yeah. it works so much 
That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's killer because I've I've had a a similar friend mentor kind of figure. I'm actually friends now over the year or two. Um, I've known him and gotten a lot of advice from him and like his learnings and struggles, and he's passing them on to me. But even some of them, I know, and he's told me that this is going to happen. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like, yeah. it happens, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's oh, what he was still talking hard. about. Yeah. Like, and still, still hard. like, I have to learn it for myself still sometimes on certain things. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely. And um, do you, but our jobs are a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you like working out of, like, coffee shops, or can you even do that? Um, I... I, you know, I, I really prefer working at home. <laughs> I'm such a homebody. Um, yeah. It's, I recently, I'm surprised I'm a visual person and I recently redecorated my office to make it more like an office. Mm-hmm. And I think that really putting that work into, into your, like yourself and like taking your business seriously. Um, it, it's, it's been a huge shift like in my mindset and yeah. I get to like, I get to sit down at a desk every day and, you know, work. Um, so I do prefer to work from, from my home office, but I mean, sometimes, yeah, some, sometimes I need some human interaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes I will. Yeah. Go out. And that's for, for me, um, sometimes I don't even want to talk to people at the mm-hmm. coffee shop. I just want to be other around other humans oh, definitely. and hear them talk in background noise Yeah, and not just my music or my cat meowing at me. <laughs> like it's nice. It's just, you yeah. miss that from going into the office and seeing the same people definitely building those little relationships with them every day. Definitely. Um, so going back to a point you talked just a couple minutes ago of subcontracting out some work, either, uh, work you that you didn't have time for, didn't want to do, or out of your expertise area, uh, is something like owning your own agency or like kind of business is something that you've thought about or want to do in the future, or do you just love doing the work and you don't really want to? Um, that's yeah. actually something that I've really been considering lately. Um, I I think that eventually I would want to be like a little mini agency. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to be, you know, a big, a big thing, like a, like a big business or anything like that. But I really, I'm trying to consciously transfer myself more into an art director role um, and have and subcontract out. Um, let's say this, I just subcontracted, some, oh my gosh, subcontracted out some animation. Um, so I, I was art director on that. Um, and that was, that was like really fulfilling for me. I, I liked that a lot. Um, and I have a couple, a couple production designers, um, in my back pocket now. So hopefully they'll be, they'll be coming up and working with me soon. Um, but yeah, I, I think eventually I do want to, I do want to kind of be, you know, the, the one person, like the go-to person and then able to, to contract out a lot of it. Definitely. Um, Wow, I totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, um, you have you have these aspirations of being an art director. Okay, here we go. Um, and to clarify for people not as in uh, in the weeds about marketing and uh, business like we are, what's the difference between like a graphic designer, a production designer, and like art director? Could you like kind of kind of talk yeah. about that a little bit? So it's a little bit squishy, but um, production designer is usually the person. Well, I'll start from the top. So. 
there's a creative director who is like the, the tippy top. Um, that person, say, comes up with the whole idea for a campaign. Um, and they they will then hand off that idea to an art director. Art director comes up with the visual ideas um, and the and how it's going to play out, um, you know, in in print or digital or photography or anything like that. They are they're kind of the idea person for the visuals of it. Um, it then goes to the graphic designer for, I guess, kind of working out the visual problems of it um say like the layout or like what colors work in this logo or things like that and the production designer is the one that puts all the puzzle pieces together okay cool so trying to connect the dots for people that um are still outside of our industry um the idea guy at the top Mm -hmm. is the creative director creative director yeah the art director then puts up like these guardrails, like, Hey, I want you guys to go in this direction, but I don't have the right, I don't have the lines drawn yet for um, the path. Like Mm -hmm. they're kind of, it could be squiggly. It could be straight. It could be diagonal. And then the graphic designer starts kind of putting the like lines in the road out, like in the like lanes in the highway or lanes on the street. Uh Uh-huh. And then the production designer like puts the finishing touches on and puts the stop signs in and like yeah. the str- crosswalks. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's a really great way of putting it. I look at you. Wow, <laughs> I'm impressed with myself. I'm not gonna lie, I just made that up. So there you go, people. So now you know what we're talking about. 41 minutes into the podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, so there it is. So that's that's cool because I like. I love being in the weeds too. And I'm just starting off and I'm a little younger, a little less experienced. So I like doing the work mm-hmm. and doing, uh, cause that's where a lot of the learning comes from is just, if you know how to put the stop signs in the crosswalks, then you can level up and start to think the bigger picture and how it affects the business or yeah. the idea and the revenue. Cause ultimately both of our jobs are to make stuff look cool Mm -hmm. and like get it to the right people, have them react a certain way and do something about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that impacts revenue or leads or sales, et cetera. So I like doing that because I can see the effects, but I totally eventually, I think want to do it from the top down too. Yeah. But I think that just comes with time. Yeah. Uh, still learning so much that I don't want to take myself away from it yet. Definitely. Yeah. And that's not to say that I never, that, that I never want to, you know, work on the nitty gritty. Cause I really do love it. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I can be a little bit of a control freak and like, I want to, like, I want to make sure everything's right. And so, <laughs> and so I want to have my hands on everything, but kind of, I think maybe my mantra for 2020 is delegation. And so I'm going to, I'm going to try to, try to be a little bit more hands off. Um, it's going to be hard for me. Yeah. It's really hard for me, but uh, it's, I still have a lot. I have a lot of clients now that they, that they rely on me to have my hands, you know, on. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to step back from that. If that's, if that's what they want, but you know, eventually, eventually. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> so delegation for 2020 mm-hmm. and then to kind of summarize, wrap this up. I'm going to use your words that we didn't say in the podcast, but you said in the form when the door isn't open, break the window. 
when the universe tells you no enough, create your own opportunities. That kind of sums it up, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you awesome. got it. So moving on to the next segment of that one thing, I'm going to ask you if you could talk to everyone in the world at once, uh, any kind of medium, so a video, a text, or photo-based. Mm-hmm. If you could tell them one thing, what would it be and why? This could be a life truth. It could be something you've been focused on recently, something that you think you just want to share with everyone. Oh, my goodness. That is that is a big question. <laughs> I think, and I'm, I'm just going to go, like, for the life truth here, I think where trust, 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 you have to trust yourself and you have to trust your gut and you have to build trust in others. And that has served me so well in both my career, in my relationships, and just like in learning more about myself and like taking care of myself um, in the, you know, in the, in the past decade or so that I've been doing this. Um, So just, just always trust you, you always know the best way. And even if it doesn't seem like there's a clear path immediately, if you work hard enough at it, and like hammer away at it, it's going to show itself. It's, it's not going to magically appear, but it's, it's there. It's there. You just have to try. Yeah. Awesome. Trust yourself, trust others, the right people, right? You can't. Yeah. Or do you, or do you start with like, trust everyone? Or do you kind no. of like, <laughs> you kind of like turtle shell and then like, oh, new person, here's a little trust and see how it goes. And then it builds up. I, I, yes, I, I try, I try to do that. I, I do like inherently probably trust a little bit too much off the bat, yeah. but, um, I mostly just try to trust myself and build trust with others um, so that they can, they can trust me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So um, trust everyone, but trust yourself. Trust Trust is very important. Yes. Awesome. Um, Megan, where can people find you at? Where do you want to point them to if they want to talk to you more or learn more about you? Well, if you want to um, check out some of my work, it is at megansmithdesign.com. And that is spelled exactly what it sounds like. Um, And if you want to find me on Instagram, I am at megasaurussmith. So, um, yeah. So if you want to talk to me. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to try to spell it, but I was going to talk about megasaurus. And Megan, the there's many ways to spell Megan, but it's one of the more common ways. M E G A N, Megan Smith. Any last parting words for the listeners of the podcast? I don't think so. Just, just you know, keep on checking along. Um, you'll get there eventually. It's, it's, it's not always easy going, but it's always worth it. Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for that's an awesome way to end. Um, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day. Um, I, I learned a lot. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this too, is that I try to match up what other people have already learned. And so I can apply it myself Mm -hmm. and hopefully the other people listening, uh, can take something away from it as well. So so. yeah, thanks for coming on. uh, Yeah. Thank you. And have an awesome day. You too. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please share it, then leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Have an awesome day.